Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. Gary Spivey, world's most gifted psychic, is here in the Space Needle studio. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning. How are you, Gary? I'm great. Your okay. hair looks super, super duper white today. I know. It's really big. I got big TV hair today. Yeah, big, <laughs> why do you got big TV hair I'm today? I'm doing what TV stuff. What are you doing on TV? I'm just, you know, running around filming things, like always. You know, I do this little thing. You know, psychic whore. Psychic whore. That's it. You're a psychic whore, Gary. I am. Is there anything that you wouldn't sell or no. do? Or mm-hmm. No? There no. Is. Okay, good. That's no. why we love you, Gary. That's good. That's why we love you. Uh, Gary, we're going to start out with this one. Um, when I was younger, it's a text message at 53921. When I was younger, I would say about 11 or 13 years old, I was at my cabin in Wisconsin. I went outside to get something, and I noticed a white figure running up the large hill near the driveway. A white figure, just out of the corner of her eye, sees it, watches this white figure run up the driveway, a hill. I swear it was a ghost, but nobody believed my dad. My dad thought it was somebody on our property, so he brought out the hunting dogs, but they didn't smell anything. They didn't pick up a scent. It does bother me not knowing. I was terrified when it happened. Can you tell me about it, what it really was? Could it be something following me? My dogs constantly bark at nothing inside our house here in Minnesota, and it freaks me out. Gary, what do you see? Well, a lot of times people get afraid of their own angels and uh, uh, or the angels that they'll see around them. Usually when you see a white mist, uh, kind of a white misty figure, yeah. and normally just like a demon or, or a shadow, you'll see them out the corner of your eyes. You'll also see these, uh, the, the white misty things out of the corner of your eyes. That's her angel. And in this particular case on this property, it was a Native American angel. Okay. So many times Native spirits, and actually they are the most dominant to see. You'll see them clearer because they're almost in the physical uh, dimension because their heaven is actually still here on earth. Okay. They go to the happy hunting ground right here. So they don't go up to heaven. They create the heaven here. Okay. A, a lot of times. And so that's what she saw. She saw a Native American. So it's not something that's following her around that her dogs are barking at. Well, yeah, the dogs can see this in clarity. See, dogs and cats especially. Cats can see really psychically. I think cats may be aliens, Dave. Quote him on that. We write that down. I think cats may be aliens. You get quote of the day oh, on that one. All right. That explains so much with my cat. Uh, Gary, I have to give you props because people say all the time, is Gary Spivey for real? And I said, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have him on if he never got anything right. So Gary nails it. Um, and I have to tell you, I asked you about how I would do in the show Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. About three weeks ago, I said, am I going to do well? Am I going to bomb? Am I going to regret ever giving me the role? And you said, no. You said you're going to do really good, and the show's going to go great. I'm not patting myself on the back, but we had such a great show. Wow. And it turned out great, and everybody was so awesome, and I was an adequate Judd, and uh, it went. We, everybody who saw it said it was a great show. So, thank you. You were right. Wow. Good. Um, well, I think I think you're really good like that, though. I think that you could really have an acting career if you tried. It's a lot of work, Gary. I'm kind, you know me, lazy kind of guy. a lazy guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on to the phones, Gary. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. Okay, let's talk about your daughter, Brittany. What's going on with your daughter? What happened? 
Hi. Um, well, okay, so we have a split household. She goes with the dad once in a while on the weekends. Um, she'll come home and tell me stuff like um, that his girlfriend is mean to her. Um, you know, I'll ask her specifically, like, exactly what is it that she's mean about, and she can't ever really give me a valid reason. Um, I have brought it up to my ex-husband, and he, you know, it turns into an argument, so it never gets solved. Um, she's also scared to go to sleep at night. She constantly asks me if the door is locked. Um, she'll wake up in the middle of the night and say she can't sleep because she's scared. And I don't know, I guess I'm just wondering if there's something going on over at her dad's house that Brittany, she doesn't want to tell me. Or... How, Brittany, how old is your daughter? Um, she'll be eight in a month. Okay. Gary, what do you see? Is there anything going on over at dad's house with a girlfriend or what's going on? I don't think anything's really going on. I, I don't. I don't see that, uh, David. Here's what I'm seeing. Um, I think that um, that I, I just think it's a different type of parenting. And so sometimes when you have a, a step parent or even a girlfriend that's sort of playing that role on the weekends or something, um, uh, you know, she's just not going to go through all the niceties that, that you do. You know, with your daughter, you do everything in the world for your daughter all the time, right? Yeah, I do. And she actually sort of runs your show, basically, right? Yep. Okay. Well, she goes over there, and she thinks she's going to run her show, and she's not. And so it's really more like your daughter, and it's hard for you to see this because mothers can't, but but she actually goes over there, and she tries. It's not like misbehaving, but it's like she expects her to cater to her like you do, mm-hmm. and that's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because that's pretty unreasonable in the real world. You see, right. and she does it with teachers too. You may not be aware of that, but if you check around, you'll figure that out. Oh, so your daughter's kind of a little drama queen. Uh-huh. A lot. Yeah. Is she a little drama queen at eight years old? <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, great oh, kid. Adorable. Yeah, great kid. But but that's what's going on. So it's not like any kind of major nine one one abuse. Nothing like that. Good to know, Tasha. What do you want to ask Gary Spivey? Hey, good morning. Um, question: I. Um, a lot has been going on in my life and I'm kind of on a deadline of making some major decisions and in order for me to kind of get back on my feet one of my best guy friends um, has offered to have me move in with him and he's literally been in love with me for like 15 years I get along great but I'm really not attracted to him Um, and he's a I don't know slob on you know times 10 but I'm wondering if I should just you know, give it a chance and actually, you know, see if something could work with him. Or okay, if so hurt if, him. if I'm hearing this right, you are financially strapped. So you have an yep. offer from a guy that's crazy about you and has been for 15 years to move into his house. You don't yep. have any feelings for him. You're not physically attracted to him, but you've been sleeping with him, though, right? Uh, we've slept together once. Okay, one time in 15 twice. years. Twice. Gary says twice. Twice. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I guess. If that okay, there we go. Okay, so so you're you're hoping that maybe you'll move in and maybe you'll start to have feelings for him, right? Gary, <laughs> we all know the answer, but Gary will tell you so you'll. Well, know. This may surprise you, Dave, because yes, it sort it of it sort of surprised <laughs> me as I as I ran through it. I think this falls into the category category of a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Yes, sister, give it up for rent money, yeah. Gary. You should be ashamed. Gary, of no, come it's on. true. You. No, she needs needs some help, and she just really has a hard time getting on her feet, and and so where she needs to be for different reasons that aren't really her fault, and so, uh, but I'm just seeing you also are attracted to bad boy idiots, aren't you? 
Right? Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you just like idiots. Total find an idiot that won't pay his bills or steals your money or does something stupid and always cheats on you and lies uh, obsessively, compulsively. That's your type. As long as he's pretty. And so... Is that true? Um, Sure. Okay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so this is... I, I think that this will be something that could break the mold of that. And believe it or not, I think this will work out brilliantly. I think you're going to find chemistry with this guy, and I think you're going to come out of your, you know, always wanting somebody that's just really incredibly abusive, you know. And so I I feel great about it. I think, hey, you get your bills paid, and and I think you're going to like him, and then I think you will grow into being in love and even attracted. So, sort of a surprise. How about that? How about that? that. All right, thank you. Tasha, good luck. Um, Can I ask a question? Please do. I have this really weird thing, and I can't explain it um but basically yesterday i was downstairs and we have this storage room uh-huh. and we keep like our holiday decorations and stuff in there right and i went in there to grab something and i saw this brooch sitting there right what's a brooch is that a pen a brooch is a pen it's like a pen you put on your shirt or whatever oh, okay. okay but it's kind of fancy right it is fancy yeah, yeah I and it. yeah i was very pretty and the thing is it's not mine and so I went and asked Paul if he put it down there. He's like, I've never seen that in my life. And so we're just, it was really weird. And so an item of jewelry mysteriously appears it's on It's just sitting on the shelf. shelf. Yeah. And so I don't know. I started like, I'm one of those people that I'm not a non-believer. I'm actually like open to believing things. And it looked like something like my grandma on my dad's side would have worn because she and my great aunt were really into like costume jewelry and stuff. Right. And I don't know. So I just started thinking it was really weird and it kind of creeped me out. That but gave then, me chills when you wow. said this. Yeah, you know just, what I see? It you mysteriously know. appeared. Yeah. And nobody knows where it came from. No. Somebody is living in her basement. Have you looked around? This is, I've read news stories <laughs> like this where there's someone secretly living in her basement. I wouldn't even be surprised because I don't go in the basement. Paul's down there and he is the least observant human in America. So where did this brooch come from? Was it Grandma from Beyond the Grave sending a signal to Fallon? Okay, well, you know what I see about your grandmother? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. It's not her. Nothing? Okay. Not her. Okay. Not her at all. Where did this brooch come from? Um, this is sort of strange. I, I, I don't even know how to re- tie the dots here, but have you had someone that was a worker or a maintenance or, or somebody fixing something like a... You know, fixing an AC unit or something recently. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually did have someone come over like last week. I it's well, I see him and he's a thief, but he's almost playing like Robin Hood. He left it there because he felt guilty or something weird or he was afraid he was going to get caught. And then I see he actually really did get caught. But this oh. he stole this from someone else's house. What? Great! So I yeah. have someone else's yes. brooch in my house that so, was yeah. stolen. And I think the stones could even be real. This feels, it feels like the one big, big center stone in the middle is, okay. a, is a real stone. Okay. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take that down to um, uh, you know your local pawn shop and try to sell it? Or are you going to try? No. Could she track down? If he stole it from somebody else's house, could she track down? I think I think he's been found out and caught. I think that was part of the reason he left it there is because he, okay. maybe he got confronted right before he went into your house by gotcha. his boss or something. And didn't want to be caught with it on oh. him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you were holding God, the loot. stolen loot in my house. That makes yeah. me feel gross. That's Wow. And also that I had a thief in my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's the worst feeling. What would you rather have? A message from Grandma putting a brooch on your shelf in the storage room, which is a weird message, or a thief in your house? Grandma, because she's going to keep leaving loot around my house. That's awesome. <laughs> but, I mean. You start making requests. Like, all right, Grandma, if you really are there, I leave want a me new $500. <laughs> now, 
I think somebody would appreciate the brooch. I believe it's actually a family heirloom or something. That so if did, I call like the yeah. company, then they probably... That's what you do. And I think you'll be able to return okay. it. The people will freak out that it that. come back. Gary, you're a freak. How do you know this stuff? I can just see it. You know, it's like lined up. I can see lines between things. And wow. That's so weird. I was, I, I, when you and told I'm me that story. I Yeah, I was like hoping it was going to be something. I think somebody prayed really hard that they would get this back. Here's a problem that I'll bet a lot pe- a lot of people have or worry that they have, but they don't want to admit it because okay. it's really embarrassing. But there is so porn is so easy to access now. You can sit in any fast food restaurant or coffee shop, get Wi-Fi, sit at home on your couch and open up your phone, and there's porn, porn, porn. What is it about we don't want to watch other people getting pleasure out of eating, but we do like to watch other people have sex? Why do we like to have other watch other people question. have sex? But and they're like, oh, oh, but we never would watch somebody eating like, you know, chocolate mousse going, oh, <laughs> oh I got a great answer. Oh. Why is that, Gary? Well, here's here's what happens. We're all empathic. In other words, we can feel each other's energy. Right. We can feel what's going on and we can tap into whatever demon they have or whatever angel they have. And so what happens is when you're watching porn, you actually tap into the entire energy field of that person. So okay. if they're uh, doing meth or if they're on crack or if they're doing something crazy, you've tapped into that energy. And so, therefore, a lot of people get crazy, crazy demons and go literally crazy just from watching uh, too much porn. Okay. Well, this person says, I have an addiction to porn. I can't stop. Is it because of some sort of demons? I need help. And they say, thanks. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I had a friend who was a woman 10, 15 years ago. And this was back when porn was like, you know, you download it really slow on your computer. And she would admit, she's like, I would spend entire Sundays in front of the computer looking at porn. Now, I haven't, I haven't talked to her in years. I don't know what's going on now, but... Sort of like church. What's that? Sort of like church. Cor- for sort her. of like church, yeah. So, Gary, yeah. this person, how do, you, how do you know if you're addicted to porn on your phone or on your laptop or your whatever? And what do you do to stop? And does this person have an addiction? Well, I, I think that when you find yourself thinking about it, like, like you know, much like a, a person who would be an alcoholic would think about having a cocktail or can't waiting till five o'clock comes around mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, whatever, whatever an addiction is or, or, you know, can't wait for, you know, there's many different types of addictions. Uh, but I think, you know, I just think, you know, because you and you find yourself lying to other people about it. You know, it's kind of okay. like if you and then you find yourself not being with your spouse because you're too busy. Uh, being, you know, with your computer. Okay. And so that happens a lot. And there's, I've, I've had a lot of people I saw, you know, in, in readings, Dave, that actually get divorces for this one reason. And then, then it leads to the next thing because you click another button and you can actually order up that thing you just saw. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, that, then it goes a little further, a little further. And, and it can be really something that ruins people's lives, you know. And Is so, this person addicted? But this person's definitely addicted times yeah. three. Really? Yeah, and they're actually looking at things now that they would never be into in a million years. So you, your your fantasies will go into a crazy thoughts, and you do. There, there's a, such a thing as sexual demons. These will possess you, and then you'll find yourself. You know, I, I don't think this person uh, is gay, but I think they'll probably try it out uh, because of watching some porn. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's your information, Sarah. Weird dream last night. What happened? Um, I had a weird dream about my little sister. Uh, we're not close or anything. We just, you know, we're in two different parts of our life. And my mom has this weird ability to dream something, and it'll come true. And sometimes I dream stuff, and it comes true, but I can explain it away because people lose their keys all the time. It's not the end of the world. Okay, sure. But I had this really awful dream that my sister died, and I was in the van with her, and she was propped up to the side staring at me. 
and I was in the van. Like a horror movie. And I didn't feel scared. I just was, it felt like I needed to do something like she was expecting something from me. So you're wondering the meaning, or was it a premonition? Yeah, I don't get that. And she's she's going on this really long trip to Europe, and I'm just kind of worried, and I haven't ever had to worry about her. She just does her own thing. Yeah, well, here, here's what I'm seeing. Uh, in the last month, there's been different nights where uh, everyone will have crazy dreams or nightmares at the same time, because all of a sudden I'll get a million phone calls from people all over the country or all over the world uh, that are, are really having almost night terrors, like what you're talking about. Uh, this is a certain type of demon that does, that does this. It's a red-eyed demon, and you have about six of these. Can I get rid of them? Okay, there we go, there we go, there we go. And I know you're not a big believer. I can feel it in your heart. And so, like you said, you you tried to explain things away. Now, look how hot the back of your neck got. Now your feet. Feel that? Yeah. Yeah, weird, right? Well, my face is hot. Really hot. Okay, good. Okay, well, there we go. I just pulled up. You actually had six red-eyed demons that were in your head. Not red-eyed demons, Gary. Red-eyed demons, Dick. Horrible. Yeah, and they make you have night terrors, just like a child will have a night terror. But, uh, but it's not like anything's going to happen to her. No, no, it's just a demon dream. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, <laughs> once in a while, I'll get a friend who will call me and say, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, I had a dream you died. I'm like, I think it just happens. Yeah. You know? No, there's actually a dark energy behind it. Yeah. And, and yeah, people can go totally crazy with this. I have an email yeah. really quick, too. Let's hear it. The other morning, my husband was getting ready for work. He leaves before I do, and I was half awake. Around six, half sleeping, I felt him get in bed and lay really close to me. He reached over and started to stick his fingers in my mouth. My eyes shot, and I was about to hit him, but no one was there. Whoa! What is this? Uh, this uh, Well, this was an entity. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, sometimes you'll see certain types of... of uh, I'm a little surprised at what I'm seeing. Um Sometimes people will feel it in in the physical world, Mm -hmm. but you can actually get molested by sexual demons, and this is what this particular thing is. And so that's uh, that's the reason it felt very physical for her. She felt a touch in her mouth. So there we are. I got rid of what was there. She'll feel her feet get real hot. Thank you, by the way, for that. Hi, Molly. Hi. What's your question for Gary? Um, Yesterday, my uncle passed away, and right before he passed away, I'd say about 15 minutes, my boss and my work phone started going crazy, started vibrating and doing all this weird stuff, and in the app for our work, it just went to comments and started, you know, pressing a bunch of Z's and stuff, and then I'd say about 10 to 15 minutes later, my sister called me and said that my uncle had passed away, so I was wondering if that was just some sort of sign or a heads up or something that was going on through him. Well, I see him, you know, when I when I look at him on his way out, he did pass by you. That's the moment of death where you'll get your whole life that flashes before you. Mm-hmm. And so it could very well be. Sometimes things will do that. And I have lately heard a lot of stories like this. And so, but I, I see him passing by you on his way out. And so, okay. so that's uh, that that feels correct. Uh, he says he's doing great. He, I guess he was a little bit silly. He's doing a dance and being kind of crazy in heaven. Uh says he appreciates you and says his head is good, whatever the head is. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, Gary, my husband cheated on me twice in the past five and a half years. He's addicted to gambling and spending money. Are we ever going to make it work and be adults? I, I think that they have to take life really serious and um, and take their finances serious. And uh, it's almost like they, they need to hire somebody to help them do it. Which is, you know, they think, how could I afford to hire somebody to help me pay my bills and take care of my money? Mm -hmm. But I think they have to have somebody that will monitor them for a little while and teach them how to almost like teach them how to act. 
you know, but teach them how to act with money. You know, they're so, so frustrating because some people just have a natural comfort with money and it doesn't mean they're rich. It just means they're real comfortable with it. And when they get it, it doesn't burn a hole in their pocket. Then there are people like my sister who is here this weekend. And whenever she gets a bit of money, she has to go spend it. She has to. She cannot help it. I've got other people in my family that, for example, my sister said she needed she's broke, broke, broke. She needed to buy a comb. So we gave her $20 to go into Walgreens and buy a comb. She came out with the comb and a tote bag that she didn't need because she had to spend the $20. Are there some kind of money demons or are there some people who just, and it's not because they're poor, because you can still be poor and still be good with your money, or you can be rich and really bad with your money. Mm -hmm. Why is it some people have such a bad relationship with money? Well, it can be many, many things, but a lot of times it's this, Dave. People have the vibration and they're they're possessed uh, with a whole dimension of lack. There's an energy of lack. Okay. And these people that have this energy of lack feel very uncomfortable if you take them out of the energy of lack. In other words, like you could give your sister any number. There's not an, an amount of money that you would not be able to, you could give her mm-hmm. that she wouldn't be broke again in a month. It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so. Because she's comfortable with lack. That's with lack. who she is. That's what she has to feel like. So right. when she has an abundance, it's not her. She doesn't feel no. comfortable. Yeah. You know, and they have to run towards lack as hard as they can go. And see, when, when you're with these people, you have to be really careful because lack is a contagious energy that will rub off on you. And so, and so you have to be very, very careful. If you're around it long, you'll notice you'll have kind of weird bad luck with money. And so you have to be very careful of this. But that's uh, that's what she has is the energy of life. Gary. Yes. Thanks for being on. When are you coming back, Gary? Is it Thursday that Gary's coming back, Steve? Uh, yes, yeah, Thursday at 8 o'clock. Okay, Thursday at 8 o'clock. In the meantime, get a hold of Gary, 1-800-827-GARY uh, or GarySpivey.com. Get a reading. Go see Gary. Take, you can go by yourself. You can bring along a friend or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Right, Gary? Yeah, yeah. You can bring as many as you want. Uh, sit with Gary for an hour, half an hour. Make your appointment to uh, get a reading in person while he's in town. 1-800-827-GARY. And then the seminar comes up on Saturday, too. Yes, all day long on Saturday. And this is a seminar where I teach you how to meditate and fix your energy, get back on track or get on track for the first time. But it's it's pretty amazing, uh, the outcomes that, that I see with people. So if your life is a mess and you've tried other things... Get a hold of Gary and go to his seminar. Yeah. Get yourself back on track. 1-800-827-GARY. Love you, Gary. We'll see you on Thursday. All right. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Gary. How are you? I'm doing really great today. Thanks. Uh, Overall, how's your summer going? Fantastic? You know, I don't even, I can't even put it into words how how good, really. Uh, And you know what I figured out? I figured out something, and I tweeted this a little while ago. I'm having this fun time on Twitter. Okay. And and so, and basically, here's, if you want to 100% appreciate, and so, and then if you appreciate it, you'll find that you enjoy it. Then you can 100% enjoy it. You know, I totally get that. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny because um, we just um, our traffic girl Jessica Lee just got married, right? And we were talking to someone else uh, uh, from San Diego, Renee, well, Renee Cohn from, from yeah. San Diego Six, is and getting she's getting married. married. And yeah. so she said, do, "Do you have?" They said, right. "Do you have any advice?" And we said, "You know, here's the thing: when when you get up there and you're ready to go down the aisle, just stop for a moment and look around." And just enjoy it. Yeah, appreciate have the a moment. moment. It, you got to really do that. It's yeah. so important because we're all so busy trying to, you know, do everything we do every day. You know, working and this and that, and you know, you, you really miss just taking a moment and appreciating. 
And Abs- so, and if you do that, then you'll find that you also can enjoy. Uh, but it, it comes in a package. It really does. Yeah, that's the best advice you're going to get all day, I guarantee you. Right there we go. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, we have some questions lined up, so we're going to start right off the top here with Robert. Good morning. Say hi to Gary Spivey and ask your question. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning. What's your question? Good morning. I've had epilepsy for over 15 years. And my question is, how is my health supposed to improve within? You know, it's it's been tra- tragedy up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I look at you, here's, I mean, I, I see things spiritual, you know, and so when I look at you, I see a negative spiral on you, your, your energy spiraling counterclockwise, and I can change that. And so uh, I, I just did. And, I, and so uh, when you have a counterclockwise spiral, that's if you're looking down at the top of your head from the sky, that brings in everything bad and throws out everything good. Now, I just changed your energy around to where you have a clockwise spiral around your body. And notice how you're starting to feel warm on your arms and stuff. You're feeling warm. Feel that in your feet? Right. Yeah, that's interesting, I, right? I feel that. And I have a smile. That's correct. There you, you go. Started, you started there. smiling. Oh, that's a good I mean, start. Yeah, it's really that simple. And I don't have the market cornered on this. By no means, you guys can do it yourself. Just take your hand and put it over your head and go around your head clockwise. If you're looking down at the top of your head from the sky... And imagine like a golden tornado of light. And if you do that every day, uh, I bet that everything works out better, including the seizures or the or your epilepsy and, and that type of thing. There's a little bit of darkness in your head that I could see with that, and I just took it out. Feel that heat in the center of your head? You feel that? Feel how weird that feels on the back of your neck? You able to feel that? Yes, I do. Weird, huh? Yeah. See, see you know, how you go. See how you go I now. Okay. So much into it, you know, and, and the effort to maintain my health. It's just tremendous the way I do and. Yeah, check your thyroid as well. Check your thyroid as well. Your thyroid is up and down a little bit, so check that as well, okay? Okay, understand. All right, Robert. Clockwise. Good luck, Robert. Clockwise around the head every single day, okay? (laughs) Every day. Right, right, Robert. Thank you. All right, take care, Robert. Thank you. Bye-bye. Say hi to Gary and ask your question. Morning. Yes, what's your question? Uh, Good morning, Mr. Gary. Hey. How are you? I'm great. What's your question? My question is, Spiritually, I find myself at places where I feel I'm supposed to be, and everywhere I go, I feel people take key to me. So right. my question is, what career path should I take? Hmm. I'm pretty much in a, in a good place right now, but I've always struggled financially, like just now getting, like just getting by. Right. So I just want to, not like money's not everything, but I just want to be... You know, better off with I, money. You know, here's yes. well, here's here's what I'm seeing with you. I think you you you've got beautiful energy. You have a lot of angels around you. You have a positive spiral, not a negative one. In other words, a clockwise spiral around your head. If you're looking down at the top of your head from the sky, so I mean, that's the reason you find yourself in good situations and people just kind of show up in your life when you need them to for whatever reason, for silly things, right? And yes. so and so, uh, well, what I'm seeing with you, you, if you stay where you are and do what you're doing right now, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And you yeah. may make a change, I would say, within the year into another opportunity. I see another opportunity coming your way, and it'll be out of left field, something you've never done before. And I see you helping people, but you're really helpful with people. You love yeah. working with people. And I don't know if you're taking care of 
maybe I don't know if it's if it's you're around young people. It seems like you're. This will sound sort of strange, but it's you're like around young people and old people, and you're taking you're kind of doing events or taking care of them somehow. And so, but I uh, see it's a great opportunity, and I do see that you get paid a lot more money. And so, and so it's sort of like you're the coordinator who who coordinates this. And so it, it'll just show up in your life. And I, I don't know exactly what this job is, but it feels really, really good. And there could be a nonprofit uh, organization or something that you end up working for. It feels like that. That's what I see. Okay. Just stay where I'm at. For now. Okay. For now. Right. Okay. Hang Thank in there, so Lynette. Much. Hang in I there. I will. All right. Take All right. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. And let's uh, check in with Rick. Good morning. Say hi to Gary and ask your question. Hi, Rick. Hi, Gary. How are you? Good. Yeah, I um, recently lost my sister. She passed away a few weeks back, and I'm um, kind of concerned if she's on the other side. I think she is, but I'm um, kind of concerned about that. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was, would she be happy to have her children still practice the religion that she uh, were a part of? Okay, would she be happy if there's what? If, her if- children... Keep practicing the religion. That she, okay. So you're saying, what would she be happy that her kids uh, continue along the same religious path that she was on? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to heaven, you have such a strange view of a religion. Uh, and she did make it to the other side. I see her over there. She blows you a kiss. Uh, she's in transition, which means she's not going to talk a whole lot because um, maybe was she sick for a while before she died? Yes, it passed from cancer. Okay. And so, but I see, and she was on some serious medications at the end. And so, yes. and so, but no, she, she made it to the other side, but she, when you're, when you're sick for a while before you die, uh, many times you'll go to the garden in heaven and you kind of sit there and it's beautiful. I see a waterfall. I see tons of angels around her and she's really just kind of getting back in one piece. But she tells me to tell you she's very happy, uh, and she's uh, she's just blowing you a great big kiss. And I get the sense from her, like most people, like everybody, actually, when they go to heaven, they have a different opinion of religion. You know, if you think about it, religion is sort of like a, uh, you know, if you would, a path to do what you're supposed to do to end up over there, to end up in heaven. And once you get to heaven, you're there, and you have a much different opinion about how you got there. That's why I'm asking, would you rather have children keep practicing what I don't think, as bizarre as this may sound, um, I, I'm kind of whispering it to her, and I'm getting the answer of uh, that it's up to them and up to every she could care less. <laughs> it's just, uh, believe it or not, and if she was here, she would be a total fanatic about saying yes. But over on the other side, they have a much different opinion. And so, yeah. okay, okay. So that's what I see. Thank you. All right, Rick, Good take luck, care, Rick. okay? All right, if you didn't get out with Gary today, let me give you the number for a private reading. It's 1-800-827-GARY. That's 1-800-827-GARY. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. And today's special is only $1.99. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics, and you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number's 1-800-217-5336. And I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.